Hello, Hardies, and welcome to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. Hosted by Caroline, myself, Cammie, and Casey. Thanks to Brian Bird for letting us use the music on our show. Now grab that paprika-filled shepherd's pie and sit back and relax. Here we go. Happy New Year, Hardies! Welcome to 2021. Yay! I'm your host, Casey, and today, Cami and I are freezing, because if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see our little blankets that we're all huddled up, and Caroline's got this lovely jacket, jacket. and I must add, it's also sponsored from Edify Edify Films. Films. (laughs) My hat has gone AWOL, but never fear, I've got my official Hardy's blanket, keeping me warm, because it's cold in my new hometown. <laughs> yeah, it's unusually cold in Florida too. And when I say unusually cold, it's like 35 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so how's y'all's New Year's been so far? Can't complain. Yeah. Anything's better down. than last year. So why not? Gotta stay <laughs> positive. That's right. And we've known now for a few weeks, there's one really exciting thing that's happening in 2021 (laughs) on february 21st yes we have a date it's an eight you guys wow oh wow i (laughs) I, you guys it's gonna be a roller coaster ride get ready for it right anyways we digress let's talk about Season one, episode nine, picking up where we left off. Last time you saw us, we were with Charlotte Hegley, who plays Julie Thatcher. So we hope you enjoyed that interview. And change of heart, if you would like a, a, um, a summary, here it is. Jack makes his intentions known by asking an, an excited Elizabeth on a date. Her younger sister, Julie, also makes a surprise visit. Julie wants to know all about Elizabeth's new life and her new romance. Elizabeth is careful with her emotions until she sees the romantic evening at the cafe that he and Abigail planned for them. However, Jack has been granted a transfer to another post, which he requested upon arriving at Coal Valley. How can we forget? How can we? (laughs) Now happy, he must break the news to Elizabeth. Meanwhile, Gowan has a sudden interest in Abigail who mentions this to Jack. He informs her that Gowan's role in the mine explosion is being investigated. Elsewhere, a naive Julie helps an injured man shown to be a wanted outlaw. It is a very soap opera in Hope Valley. (laughs) I mean, we've got love, we've got hidden identities, we've got people Scandal. being shipped off and scandals and people getting hit on. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a little, uh, got a little shook there. <laughs> <laughs> but for all of our listeners, you all know we are recapping season one. Therefore, we do not talk about future characters. And in this episode, we must disclaim And we must share our advanced apologies for maybe perhaps getting a little too gushy. Warning, warning, gushing ahead, gushing ahead. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. Yep. Beep, 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 beep
haircuts. Um, so yeah, big smiles, big smiles, grins, maybe slight tears, all the feels. It's gonna be a thing, you guys. There's gonna be a ton of size. I can say that right now. Because <laughs> have you seen that dinner date? Let's talk. <laughs> I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so you are you are forewarned. You've been fairly warned now. So um yes. We won't start there. We will spare you if you are, you know, <laughs> totally over it. <laughs> but we love you and we totally understand there's no judgment. Hope Valley is a safe place, as is the Hardy's hotline. Yes. All right, let's dive into the episode. First, I gotta talk about Abigail and Gowan. Uh, grouse about Gowan. Yes. <laughs> Let's start off by grousing about Gowan. Um, so there's not a lot to talk about in this storyline. This is the this this they're setting up Gowan for the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. However, what did you guys think about Gowan and Abigail's interactions? <laughs> I have, one word. I have one word for you. <laughs> I, did that just happen? Oh my God. How did she not slap him across the face? I mean. I don't know how she had the willpower to not slap him across the face. The man has tried to ruin her twice mm-hmm. now. Yes. And he's hitting on her. And just, I don't know where the guy gets his nerve. <laughs> and the other part that this season always surprises me, the things I pick up, especially having seen seven seasons now and seeing characters growing and changing and yeah. all of this, but this gallon has been erased from my memory. I know. <laughs> and I just have to say, it almost makes me a little sad inside because I'm like, Oh no, what is happening right now? (laughs) Why is he being so mean? (laughs) Sorry, it's seared into my brain. (laughs) I remember it very well. (laughs) (laughs) Caroline, what about you? Has it been seared into your brain? Are you uh, still, you know, holding on to those memories while watching season seven? The... I think more about season four Gowan than I do about season one. Like I might have hated him more in season four when it mm. like so that Gowan is in my brain watching season six and seven. Yeah. I did I not see. like I didn't like him in one, but I really did not like him in four. Yeah. So So you apparently got- that's worse. You know? yes. <laughs> I wanted to sleep oh, Gowan. Ooh, we get Caroline a little frustrated now, you guys. <laughs> Caroline's blood pressure is <laughs> Need gradually my, going up. My own blood pressure. Okay. You know, I I think for me, what did it? Because I had always been very not okay. Love Martin Cummings, hated Gowan, right? Of course. But, but here's the thing: when sweet old Nellie 
and Gowan had that moment. It was like my heart grew three sizes for Gowan and I just melted. And along with my melting, I forgot about past seasons. And now you can't see anything else. I know. <laughs> I'm going to need that Christmas movie to come very, very quickly for me. <laughs> you need to watch it again. <laughs> I need to watch it again. Yeah. Especially after this season. Season one. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Hardys, let us know what you think about Gowan of season one compared to Gowan of season six and seven. Mm-hmm. How are you guys feeling? There's a lot of Gowan feelers out there. There's a lot that... It's, it's like you're on a pendulum. You either love them or you love to hate them, you know? Yeah. And there's, yes. still, there's still that group out there that's still like, eh, I don't know about you. So let us know. I'm curious. I don't, I don't mind him now. Oh, yeah. He's, I don't either. He's not mm-hmm. my favorite. He's not my favorite character, but I like him. Mm-hmm. And I figure, okay, he's being a decent member of society. Right. You know, so... It's, I mean, I, I guess I am kind of in the middle of the pendulum. I don't absolutely love him, but I don't hate him anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's doing his best to make amends and to repent for the things that he's done wrong. And he's just kind of quietly living his life. You know, the funny thing is, though, that he lost the oil business because he was trying to be a shrewd businessman and undercut people. And, and, and I said, yeah, you know what? Are you ever going to learn? You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's that. <laughs> there's that. I just need Bill and Gowan to grow old together in old rocking chairs outside the saloon <laughs> as 85 year old men oh my crossing gosh. with yeah. each other. That's my dream. Season like 41. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Let's go on to the next segment in which we talk about one's grand entrance into Hope Valley. Our favorite, feisty, fashionable. Mm. How many F words you got? <laughs> uh, quite fearless-ish, mm-hmm. kind of in a way. I let, we'll get into that in a little bit because I have a question about something about what- How she- about freakishly naive? <laughs> <laughs> now that's one that I will contend to. Oh my goodness. Bless her heart. I love the entrance. I love Julie's yeah. entrance into Hope Valley. It was oh, it's, so it's, perfect for that it character. Is. It is mm-hmm. so perfect for Julie. Yeah, she she is a show off. You know, she's such a show off, and she's the grand dom of everything. And you, yeah, yes. she she's the one that has to make an entrance. She's the one who has to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she she totally. She totally hammed that up, but it was perfect. It was perfect, yeah. I she, love. God, Caroline. When she stepped in the in the horse manure, <laughs> like I, I lost it. I'm like, welcome <laughs> to the West, Wild West, Julie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I liked how um, Patrick O'Reilly, the other constable, shows up and he's talking with Jack, and Jack's kind of like, "What is going on?" He's like. 
oh, she wanted to make a grand entrance. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching this for the first time and I was like, what? Who? <laughs> and then there's this girl and she's just like, and then you have this absolutely girlish reunion, mm-hmm. which I don't know about you guys, but when I reunite with my friends after a really long time, we get really high and squeaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> I remember at one of my previous jobs, a former coworker who had moved away and had been really close to, she just showed up in my office. I started like literally screaming. Mm-hmm. And my manager was like, what is going on? Because I'm not usually that you like for me to be like that means that something big has happened. Mm-hmm. Something very big has happened. Um, so that was really that it just made me laugh because it reminded me of some of those times where some friends have surprised me and mm-hmm. I've gone a little crazy. You know what I thought was so great about Julie's entrance and it it manifests itself more as time goes on, but in just the few moments of her entrance, it shows just how far Elizabeth has come. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one leading the horse. She's the one saying, watch out for the horse manure. And just just in those few moments you really get a sense you see how dolled up julie is and how elizabeth still looks very nice she has earrings and she's in nice clothing but she's much more simply made up Mm -hmm. it reminded me of that old uh hallmark film the magic of ordinary days starring carrie russell Yeah. yeah When when her character Olivia shows up to her new home, she's exactly like that. She's uh-huh. dolled up. She's from the city. Mm-hmm. And when her sister Abby shows up, there's that one moment when they're head to head and she's introducing Abby to her new husband. He says, this is my sister Abby. And they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Olivia is her hair is simpler. Olivia has less makeup. Her clothes are simpler. Mm-hmm. She's even a bit more tanned than Abby. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just so interesting that you know we get used to the way a character is and it's like uh it's like seeing somebody every day. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all of a sudden somebody new comes in and you see them right next to each other and you realize the progress. Yes. You realize how far she's come. So yeah, just in those couple of moments, you realize just how far Elizabeth has come. Yeah. And that was That's another thing that struck me is like Julie had a lot, a lot of layers of fur lawn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, especially especially when she's around, you know, all the other women of Hope Valley, she sticks out like a sore thumb because she's got the fancy giant hat. The hat. And she's got, you know, the cape and she's got like these really frilly dresses and everything. 
and the riding boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> what did you think about, so we've talked about like the, the physical differences in the changes in Elizabeth, but their personalities by nature, Elizabeth and Julie are just very, very different. Now, Elizabeth was naive when she came to Hope Valley. And even in the pilot movie, her character was still more naive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Book smart, just not street smart. Julie, on the other hand, is naive and she's very, very, very romantic. It's almost mm. like she's embodied and Shirley in that, <laughs> you know, I think she's worse than Anne Shirley because oh. Anne had a good head on her shoulders. She, she did. Would get, she would get lost in romance, but I mean, she wouldn't stand for any nonsense in real life. Right. And oh man, yeah, Julie was just oh, everyone should be in love and. Oh, Jack will save us. Oh, it was, you know what? It's like <laughs> Anne Shirley and Ruby Gillis combined into one that, character. Yes, that's a mm-hmm. good way of putting it. Yes. Because Ruby had the flightiness that Julie has. Mm-hmm. Anne has the romanticness that Julie mm-hmm. has. Because if you remember, Anne is like... I need a tall, dark, handsome man that's broody. <laughs> You're like, but why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Roy Gardner, not like, no. We need some Gilbert Blythe here. Okay. Amen. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that character, those two characters into one is Julie. But why do you think they're so close? Because, you know, when two people are so different and let, like remove the fact that they grew up together, they're sisters, right? Like that's already something that's bonding them together. But they have, there's three sisters. There's Julie, there's Elizabeth, there's Viola. They're not that close to Viola. We find that out later. It's always been Julia and Elizabeth. They're, but they're so polar opposites, yet they are just so close. Why do you think that is? And we don't have sisters. The three yeah. of us don't have sisters. Yeah, which... none, none of us do, which yeah. is going to make this interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because uh. Elizabeth thinks she needs to protect Julie more than um, Viola needed to protect Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. so I think she need, she said she needed to be with her because she needed to protect her and be mm-hmm. close because she's so naive. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Viola was the one that was like, oh, Julie and Elizabeth's like, it's okay. I, I'll, I'll help you. That's what I, you. that's what I was going to say that that's exactly what I was going to say because I've got, you know, I, I've taken insight from season two, which I know I'm technically not supposed to do in this, but oh, well, um, <laughs> but I think that, Elizabeth felt the need to protect Julie, number one. And number two, she had the patience to put up with her. Viola did not. Mm -hmm. Viola did not have the patience. And so 
you know, uh, Elizabeth, I think that because Viola is such a stuck up uh, person, very into roles, very into society, mm-hmm. very into position. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth and Julie don't care as much about that. Mm-hmm. They've definitely gleaned the benefits of being Hamilton royalty, mm-hmm. but they aren't into society the way that Viola is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that has kind of been, I think that that has kind of been something that has bonded them together for those two reasons. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, I think, I think Elizabeth misplaces her trust a lot in Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, please don't trust her with that. Please don't tell her that. Please don't. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. For one who needs to overprotect her sister, she's a little trusting, but that's that's our Elizabeth for you. She's just a very trusting person. Yeah. You know? And we see that multiple times, even throughout this series. She's just a very trusting person. I just, Mm -hmm. I, I think that, I think the moment that sums up Julie's character perfectly is when she brings Nathaniel into Abigail and Elizabeth. Mm. Both of them can see right off the bat that something is not adding up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Julie is trying to cover. She's doing a terrible job. of lying awful job (laughs) i know but abigail and elizabeth are both suspicious they both are being very cautious of this man they're both very wary Mm -hmm. and and elizabeth says to julie i just hope that he doesn't turn out to be trouble Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. immediately julie quote unquote retorts with jack will save us He's the hero of the story. I'm just like, oh, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, this is real life. (laughs) Oh, Julie. Yeah, that that moment, Mm -hmm. that moment sums up her character perfectly. She is caught up in the romance of saving this Mm. man that Mm -hmm. she has such high hopes for you can already tell Mm -hmm. and then like oh he's a scoundrel well that's okay because jack's the hero and he'll save us okay (laughs) it's it's like a kid nowadays thinking that life is a virtual reality video game (laughs) that you can't really get hurt right Right. Um, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, still can. <laughs> like, this is not a fictional tale. Mm-hmm. Stop life. reading your books, child. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, another thing, speaking of Julie and her very rom- over-romanticized mind, she is, in a sense, very smart in a way, like her, her her vocabulary. That's another thing that really stuck out to me is she's using a lot of big words and very descriptive words. Like when she says, um, you know, she's describing Jack as a delectable Mountie. Oh. <laughs> and she also 
<laughs> when she's describing, I think it's she's kind of describing her fantasy life or just fantasy romantic story or whatever. And she says something like, or she's talking to Elizabeth. Regardless, she says something about being awakened by a virile man. And I was yes, like, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And even Elizabeth is like, this just went from like, okay, to bad, to worse, to like completely inappropriately scandalous. No, here, I've got it. I've got it. It went from bombast to melodrama to obscene. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it is just, it's so interesting to me. And especially after talking to Charlotte last week, just diving into Julie's character, somebody who's so different and so, you know, spunky and naive and young. It's just, it's so fun to watch and just, you know, just seeing her character. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about Julie and... Nathaniel. 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 Oh my gosh. (laughs) She basically, she tricks Constable O'Reilly into thinking that she needs to use the facilities. The facilities being a tree. (laughs) (laughs) And stumbles upon a cabin and then stumbles upon a man who has a bullet wound. Who's Can I flag? Can I just put a plug in here for Ken Tremblett, who played, uh, who played uh, Patrick O'Reilly? Mm-hmm. He he was such a great father figure, older mm-hmm. brother figure of of the. He kind of brought in the sense, yeah, for for everybody around him, and I really really enjoyed his performance you know, how he, how he kind of begrudgingly went along with everything, Yes. how he made Jack see reason, mm-hmm. how he kind of coaxed him along and how he gave him a different perspective on life that mm-hmm. he was ready to settle down because he had met and married the love of his life and she was expecting their first child. Yeah. You know, I just, I really loved his presence in Coal Valley and what he did for the characters around them. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I picked Mm -hmm. up on that too. Um, When I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is like, he's like Bill Avery. the wise sage for all the young folks especially in season seven Mm -hmm. you know bill's over there shooting the breeze with some other young men giving them certain kinds of advice and (coughs) so is (laughs) constable o'reilly being that voice of reason because bill hasn't shown up yet and right there is no fatherly figure in coal valley at this point no Mm -hmm. You can't call Gowan a fatherly figure. <laughs> yeah, sure can't. And there's only uh, certain things that Abigail can help with, you know, that right. need, he needs mm-hmm. a man to talk to. Yeah, for sure. So think back to when you were about oh, 16 to 19 years old, 17 to 19, because Julie is about 18-ish, 18, mm-hmm. 19. Yeah. Um, if you were in 1910 
And you were out riding with a constable out to see the countryside. And your your curiosity got, you know, uh, you know, ahead of you. And you were like, I'm gonna follow my curiosity into the woods. And you saw a cabin. What would you have done? Not go inside. But it just said, oh, cool cabin and brought on by. All right. I don't know that I would have ventured far enough to find a cabin on my own. Oh. Because brand new place, brand new surroundings, completely unfamiliar with them. And not knowing what could come out of those woods, you know, <laughs> I would have stayed right next to Constable <laughs> O'Reilly. So I don't think I would have ventured. Uh, and, you know, thinking back to myself at 18, 19, I really wasn't that adventurous. Mm -hmm. I went to I went to college in Idaho, which was, you know, very far away from Texas. Yes. But it was kind of, you know, I stayed very close in the bubble of the college. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I didn't venture out a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't I didn't really have that adventurous of a spirit. I was just very content to I was very content to do my work, audition for plays and then rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse some more for those plays. Right. <laughs> So I, yeah, I would not have ventured out alone far enough mm -hmm. to even find the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been right by the constable. Caroline, you would have maybe peeked into the woods and then come quick back. <laughs> I would have, I would have rode in the woods and I would have like looked at the cabin, but I wouldn't have gone in the cabin and, you know, I would just adventure in the woods but i would not adventure in the cabin okay so you'd see the cabin be like that's a cute cabin yeah goodbye yeah yeah kind of like i'm telling things. you i i am telling you if if somebody had pulled a gun on me i don't care how good looking he is if somebody had pulled a gun on me i would have had the exact same reaction that elizabeth did when Spurlock pulled the gun on her, I would have screamed. I would have fallen down. I would have been terrified for my life. There is no way I would have been. Well, I mean, Julie didn't react calmly, but she reacted more calmly than Elizabeth did, which is kind of surprising, actually. Well, well never mind. Never mind. She thinks everything's a novel. So, of course. Yeah, she's not going to really get hurt when he points a gun at her. Right, you know, so. because her reaction in that moment is, it's in the saddlebag. And you're like, who brings money with them? <laughs> she does. Writing. Or did you just, see, yeah, but here's the, the thing. Woods. Did she actually bring money or was she just saying it because she read that in a novel and was like, you know, it's kind of like that. Um, she's in a fantasy world. So she's, she's like reacting as though a heroine would have reacted in a book like you know no, i i think she had money you think she had money you think yeah she, she packed a I couple shekels in her bag <laughs> I, <laughs> she don't, into a shopping. <laughs> I don't think i don't think that she you know because she's the kind of person that constantly overpacks she's used to yeah. when she goes out 
She's used to going out in the city where True. you will pass shops. And, you know, it also wouldn't surprise me if she just hadn't even unpacked the, sh- the saddlebags. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she just left them on the horse. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. or, or rather, rather, she didn't unpack the saddlebag. Mm-hmm. And then when they went out in the woods, she just grabbed the saddlebag and put it on the horse. Yeah. Thinking that. that Maybe thinking that any, it's like grabbing your purse. Yeah. Anything that you might, anything you might need will be in there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I too probably would not have ventured as far into the woods to see the cabin. I probably would have gotten just enough just to, you know, poke my head in. But Cosmo O'Reilly is probably, you know, about 750 feet Mm -hmm. behind me. Still can see me. I can still see him. And I'd be like, okay. (laughs) curiosity satisfied well and the <laughs> because you know what is, you don't know if there are bears in those woods that's what i said yeah. <laughs> but the other thing is i would not have wanted to be so inconsiderate to that poor man yeah to be gone an hour that is that's i mean that's a little i totally think that i i totally think that julie was lying i totally think that julie was lying about nature's calling she, mm-hmm. because oh. I think she just wanted to be by herself and she just wanted to. She needed an go. excuse to venture off. Yeah. And babysat. <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, I, I would not have wanted to venture off for the sheer reason of not wanting to inconvenience that poor man. Yeah. It's just no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like th- her. I didn't like her attitude toward him. At all. Yeah. She was very entitled. Mm-hmm. Very, very entitled nathaniel let's talk about this scoundrel played by uh john reardon the great john reardon well yes. he's cute but no thank you <laughs> he was dirty <laughs> <laughs> he was dirty <laughs> oh man and his wound that was oh. very gruesome, especially for Hallmark. I will say for Hallmark, it was very no. gruesome. No, it could have been so much worse. Oh, guys. yes, I know that. I'm just saying, like, ooh, we got a close-up. <laughs> Hello. But Nathaniel, did you guys ever buy for a minute that his name was really Nathaniel, that he went no. by that name? No. No, I mean, maybe... May maybe it's his given name, but uh-huh. you know, not for one second did I even think that he was an innocent mm-hmm. victim. Yeah, uh-uh. never. And where do you think that Julie got the alcohol from? Do you think that she bought it from Yost? Oh, or did she just go, you know, scampering through the cabinets, or did she, you know? flirt with the bartender to get some she went, alcohol. She went, and, she went and bought some whiskey from uh, from Tom Travoy. <laughs> <laughs> he owns the saloon right now. So, Well, it's just interesting to think about because that, t- that town talks. Hmm. I did not even consider that. That is so sad that I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, so... 
kind of wonder if, you know, because that was used for curing ailments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, if you were sick or whatever, um, or you need something cleaned, you know. Yeah. So maybe she found it in Abigail's cupboards. Very possible. Yeah, that she found it in the medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. And just never kinda... thought about that, though. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Nice work, Casey. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> it was something that I thought of when she came back with all this stuff. And I'm like, you don't want to blow your cover because Julie, in a way, is smart because she's like, I'm going to cover my in a sense, I'm going to cover my tracks, right? She's not going to be one to be lazy and leave behind a trail. Right. At least mm-hmm. she's going to do her best not to. Because we see that she sneaks all this stuff. She takes care of Nathaniel. She comes back. She comes up with this fabricated story about hunting. Because yeah. why else would somebody have a gunshot wound? You know, it's like she's... She's covering up so many layers. So in a way, in order to do that well, you have to be somewhat smart, you know. But um, to remember everything, like right, what did I say right. Against it? <laughs> right. I thought I'm a horrible liar. <laughs> That's good. That is good. All right. Any last thoughts on Miss Julie Thatcher? The week's worth of clothes. Exactly. <laughs> Did y'all notice that Elizabeth started having her um, Hamilton, um, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. she, she was missing, she was missing the lifestyle a little bit when she said the word clothes, you know, it's, she's like, oh, I, how long has it been since I, how long has it been since I've had something this nice, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't think that she regretted her decision to move out there, but I do think that she was missing the finery. Mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't miss? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Hot water, you know? Yes. Indoor plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. Fine china. Tea. Whenever you want it. Probably (laughs) down pillows. Servants. Mm -hmm. A chauffeur. (laughs) Pickles in the serving dish magically. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was, that was interesting to see Elizabeth kind of revert a little bit into her Hamilton wanting to be, you know, fancy again. It's very, very slight. It was, it was more of a yearning, if anything, but that, that's a good word for it. That Mm -hmm. it was more of a yearning for the finery because I don't, she reverts in season two. Yeah. But I don't, but I don't think that she's reverting here. No, no. Just missing it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just missing when, it. Yeah. Like one does when you're off at, you know, you're off at college and you come home, you know, you, you miss it, but then real oh, food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My own room. <laughs> yes. No people around. My own yeah. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it is it's nice to see that Elizabeth hasn't completely she's still she's still growing and we're still uh-huh. seeing that from her. You know, she's yeah. not going all the way back into I want to go back home. And then she's not exactly she's still learning how to be a Hope Valley woman, I guess uh-huh. is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. she's not perfectly adjusted. Right. Yeah. Right. Bless her heart. <laughs> and on that note 
I interrupt this discussion of Julie Thatcher to bring you a new segment. Warning, warning. It's time for Yak About Jack. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm already getting warm. Cue the gushes. Unleash, unleash the waterfalls. Also, um, yes, calling all hardies with mops. Please come to the podcast. Thank you. Okay. Let's talk about Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Oh, boy. Jack? Okay. I, again, I forgot how very romantically... Incline this episode was. Yeah. Whoa. Like I'm smiling like an idiot. (laughs) Because that was my face when I was watching this episode. Oh my gosh. The fact that this man went from, I hate you. I hate my life. I don't want to be here. You've ruined my life. And everything about this place is the worst, boring cold dusty place i've ever lived in i demand a transfer which by the way o'reilly calls him out on really you oh requested? yeah yeah demanded you demanded it demand <laughs> demand which means he has a reputation of being a hot-headed little mounty there so take all of those adjectives and then we have episode nine smitten <laughs> smitten i mean while playing badminton. <laughs> Where's <laughs> my kitten? <laughs> and if you caught that reference, we're going to be best friends now. Okay, moving on. Princess Diaries 2, baby! <laughs> yes. <laughs> but in the first five minutes, in the first five minutes, the watchers, the viewers are all puddles on the floor. I was like, and it's just, oh. <laughs> and I that. Just the looks on their faces, just like, oh, like well, I know. When he says, I've come to ask for your hand. Oh my gosh, the first time that I watched this episode, I went, <gasps> what? <laughs> just, Babe, I, I mean, was like, you're asking for her hand in what? In what? In, in marriage? <laughs> but then, you know, but then he covers it. You know, oh, Your hand, your hand. Your hand, may I have it? You know, I'm like, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's then, totally messing with her. He totally knows that. Course. He's like, I'm going to mess with her and ask for her hand because I'm, I'm a dude and I think that's funny. I know. Um, but I'm then, like, take it. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then he gets so, but then he gets so serious. I'm like, I, ha- I am, re- I'm requesting your presence to, for, to suffer on Saturday night. And he got very, very serious and very mm-hmm. somber, you know, saying, I want to make it perfectly clear perfectly clear thank you i want to make it perfectly clear that i do not expect you to cook 
And then, you, you know, and then he lets go of her hand and then she says, okay, I will assume that this is not the beginning of a possible courtship. You've made it very clear that Mounties do not get married. If they wanted you to have a wife, they would have issued you one. And then, so they shake hands and then, yes, see you Saturday night for supper. And Elizabeth, please do consider this an act of courtship. <laughs> he kisses her hand. I'm just like, oh, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh. Somebody get Kimmy a paperback. <laughs> And her facial paper bags. I need it. <laughs> and and Aaron's facial expressions of like that was so sweet. Like it was just like the first love thing. I just love that. Yes. Oh Aaron did wonderful playing a very doe-eyed character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like shocked and love struck because she was yes. shocked. That that gesture shocked hit, shocked her. And then he walks out like, I did it. You know? Oh <laughs> yeah, you did. And it just you know, and then so it's so he he kisses her hand and then smiles and walks out and she's just standing there like oh. What just happened? Yes, what just happened? Us two, Elizabeth, we don't know what just happened, but whatever just happened, like, we like it. We like it. (laughs) I do like the fact that Elizabeth, again, pointed out to Jack, like, listen, I'll go to dinner with you. I want to make it known that I know what you said. So it's now or never that you tell me how you feel. Like, is this listening? (laughs) Is this just us having dinner as friends or is this going somewhere? Mm. Because she could have easily just gone with it and kind of, you know, had her feelings hurt later or whatever. Like she made it very clear to him. I need to know your intent, your intentions. Um, And I like that he was a man about it and told her. There you go. Yeah. Facebook official guys. <laughs> okay. Now let's move on to the next level. So we have we've we've unleashed the waterfalls. We're about to uh get all old faithful geyser gushy here. You guys. <laughs> it, that that geyser goes off every like 29 minutes. Well it's about to go off right now. <laughs> we are about to talk about the date. Oh my gosh. The candlelight dinner. What about when she comes down the stairs and he just puts a little thing? The corsage on her? He has a corsage. You can cut that tension with a knife. So good. So good. Oh Oh gosh. And Cammy, what is the famous (laughs) line that he says? May I? <laughs> when he said may I, I was gone. I was oh like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> okay, so I remember watching this for the very first time. And I had a feeling like, I, I bet you he's going to take her back to Abigail's cafe. And I was kind of okay, you know, I, I could dig it. But then when he opens the door 
there was just something about the ambiance in that cafe with her three, with three of her students and, you know, all the tables had been moved and there's just the, the table for two and, and Abigail's wrinkling her nose and smiling like, at I, her. Oh. <laughs> oh, they're, oh, I got you girlfriend. She says, oh man. Oh, <laughs> oh my, oh my heart. Oh my, God. my heart all the hard eyes all the oh all the, all the hard eye emojis right now because mm-hmm. that was just mm. the problem is though if you remember from watching the episode jack found out that he's being re- reassigned and he has to tell oh. her yeah and part of him wants to tell her during that dinner and you could tell and i was like no 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 don't ruin it don't ruin it don't let her have her fantasy knife like like this is no shh um but that's her heart she thought she thought it was going to be like a next level relationship that soon i'm like mm-hmm. oh like you don't know what's about to happen like i know okay. when she's talking to her sister but that the dance the dancing oh, oh my gosh <laughs> okay there are two lines that jack says that i think sum up his current feelings for elizabeth Mm -hmm. and how he has come to be in awe of her Mm. um number one how long have you been planning this and he says that's a secret which obviously he has gone to a lot of trouble to plan this down to the T. And then he says, I feel that my efforts tonight pale in comparison to the legions of suitors you left back home. And I just went, uh excuse me what and then he says i i feel i'm somewhat lacking in the area of romance but oh no you didn't (laughs) you did not just say that jack thornton because if my husband were to put something like that together i would faint dead away and i would be good for a month (laughs) oh man Yes. And watching, and here's the other thing too, now that I've seen the, you know, seasons one through seven this time around. And he said that he was lacking in romance and didn't have very many suitors. I was like, did you now, sir? <laughs> yeah, 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 you didn't tell have. Tell us more. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your love life. Oh my I just want to know. No, 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 no. Elizabeth <laughs> was the only one. Come on, guys. <laughs> The first triangle. We have a right. We have a right to our fantasy world right now. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was channeling my inner Jess, who is no. another co-host and who is not a romantic, but that was where my mind went. Because see, Jess would think the same thing. She'd be yes, like, probably, you know, very analytical about it and be like, we know something that you don't know that we know that you, you know, know that, that we don't know that you <laughs> But that dance scene ended with them forehead to forehead. That is really, really close for a first date. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to kiss 
I really oh did. My the first gosh, time. I know, I know. I thought they were too. I was just like, they didn't kiss. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Calm down. <laughs> right? And Elizabeth, she says that, she tells her sister later that, you know, they she feels like she's swimming, in, they're swimming in different waters oh. now. And deeper, deeper. water. Deeper. It's oh, I know yeah, and her, yeah, and of course Julie comes back with a ridiculously obscene. Oh no, no, no! Don't even say it. We don't need that line. <laughs> which I, which when Julie says that, I was like, "What, Julie? Really?" <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But Elizabeth, <laughs> pitter pat, she is dead gone yeah, on Jack Thornton, yeah. and she and Julie because I think and I think Julie really. She doesn't help in this manner because we know that Elizabeth is, she's the more level-headed one. She is a romantic to a degree. She's not overly romantic like Julie, but she's a very realistic romantic. Like what girl doesn't want romance in her life, right? I feel like her conversation with Julie pushed her over that edge to fantasize about her new relationship with Jack because all of a sudden- Julie put the thoughts in her head. Yes, Mm. yes, like, oh, you're gonna get engaged. And she says how short courtships lead to marriage or something along those lines. Love at first sight leads to short courtship. Okay, yes, that's the line. And so then we see uh, Elizabeth like, there's Jack, he wants to go on a picnic with me. A picnic can only mean one thing. Like we can see the rocks kind of rolling in her head. Yeah. So when poor Elizabeth and goes with Jack on that picnic and she gets oh. completely blindsided. Oh, sideswiped. Just oh. I mean, we have gone from this very, you know, old faithful geyser high to oh. now. Crashing, crashing in the deepest valley possible. Uh, sometimes I forget they're in the same episode. Like, because oh, sometimes yeah. I would go back and watch just the date episode mm-hmm. and just stop right before <laughs> Jack tells her <laughs> about him leaving. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that today. So like, I sometimes forget it's the same episode. Yeah. Can I? Can I just say talking about this this whole conversation this these conversations get pretty heavy Uh after after one dinner Mm -hmm. and it occurred to me watching this time through that these these conversations are pretty heavy for two people who haven't even kissed yet Uh you know i i was just like whoa He's he's saying, I am not going to do it. I'm not leaving Coal Valley. I know the risks and I'm willing to take them for you. For you. Mm-hmm. Which is another melting moment. And she melts, but then she picks herself back up, which I think was very smart of her to do at this point. Yes. It, hard as all get out, but very smart. And... You know, putting her hand to his face. And oh my saying, god! You have to go. And I was like, "This is some pretty serious talk for one dinner." Yeah, it's wow. Yeah, they've wow. even them their first meet in episode one till now. Now we don't know an exact 
time frame. Right. Yeah. We assume it's been a few months because it's cold. You can see Mm -hmm. it. They're all bundled up a bit. Yeah. So it's winter time. So let's say a few months, Mm -hmm. even knowing somebody, even meeting someone, let's say six months ago. And you weren't even dating. You hated the, you guys hated each other to like (laughs) friendship to now, like within six months. And then you're very, um, intimately knit together. You're like, your souls are becoming like, right. Intimately knit there. It is, it is deep. It is a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciated Elizabeth letting him go. Me too. Yeah. Hard as all get out. But like she said, she needed to do it so that he would not resent her. Yeah, it's true. That took a lot, that took a lot of courage, you know. So much guts. And it I would have said, it's okay, stay. <laughs> oh, man. It was also very selfless of her. Mm. She could have easily been like, all right, you stayed for me. My yeah. hero. Yeah, she could have easily just accepted that. And mm-hmm. she didn't, you know, just... That, that takes a lot of character yeah. and we're all blubbering and our eyes are, you know, leaking faucets <laughs> of water, but it was still a good thing. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we don't really have a lot of time to touch on it now, but I will also say the other person I appreciated with this whole situation with Elizabeth and Jack is Abigail. Abigail being oh, a friend to Jack yes. and helping him with setting up the date and also being that voice of reason for Elizabeth. Her because- voice of reason was so necessary. Elizabeth is saying, it's my fault. I was a diversion. No, you're mm-hmm. right that he never expected to fall in love, but he, he did. did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Abigail was a champ in this episode. Mm-hmm. She was such a good friend to both of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Such you a can see friend. them really starting to lean on her more now mm-hmm. as the, you know, advice giver, you know, yes. both of them. And can I just stage. say good on her for the iron skillet line? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got an iron skillet that can work as a weapon if need be. <laughs> All righty, guys. That's it. That's it for season one, episode nine, Change of Hearts. And now we move to trivia. Oh, it's probably easy trivia. Don't get so worked up. It's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is Patrick's wife's name? Sarah. Mm. That is correct. What kind of pudding does Julie have at the cafe? Oh, 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 oh. It starts with a B. Um, um I know what it is. But uh, I heard pudding. it. Yeah. I. I I forget the name of yeah, it. Yeah, tell us. <gasps> Did I pull one over on Cammy? You pulled one over on me, okay? Oh it's- my, the queen of trivia. It's Bakewell. Bakewell. I was Bakewell. gonna say Bakewell. Okay. I was gonna say it. Mm. Should have said it, Caroline. Should have sure. said it. <laughs> what is the study of honeybees? Theology. theology. <laughs> okay, not gonna lie. I really cracked up when Julie has that little <laughs> pun moment. I love puns. Hardys, mm-hmm. if you have any good puns, send them to me because I'm all for the puns. My husband and his brother, they they eye roll at me all the time. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Patrick was stationed where? Oh, I wrote um, this down. I wrote this down. Uh, North Burlington and Elwood Ridge. 
Yes, that oh. is correct. Okay, final question. Okay. There is a Sign Sealed Deliver crossover. What character from Sign Sealed Delivered appears in this episode? In this episode. Can I do IMDb real quick? <laughs> no, no, you may not. What the heck? Is it a kid? It's not a kid. No, it's not a kid. It's not a kid. It's obviously a. It's obviously not one of the main four, or even some of the recurring. So what? It, it is Oliver. somebody. Somebody shows up. Somebody from I'll, I'll narrow it down because I know there's like 500 SSD episodes and movies. Yeah, it's from the episodes. It's not I saw Alt, is it? No, I saw this person's face and I was like, <laughs> Do they have a line? I think they. Do. It's very short. If if they do, it's they say something like, "Where do you think they went?" or something along those lines. Or we lost Nate, or something. Oh. <laughs> yes, it is so short. It is so short. It's the it's the bank kid. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's Jason. Jason from Jason. the treasure box. SSD. I even said that to myself while I was rewatching the episode. I'm such a dummy. <laughs> gosh yes it's jason the bank kid yeah yes it was so it was funny to me because i well, obviously discovered wayne calls the heart before i discovered sign sealed and so right. this time around i'm watching it a little closer because i have to host this episode and he comes on screen and i literally went like what Ooh, it's jason <laughs> and i paused and i was like wait a second so then i did the imdb thing and i was like that's the same guy. Like yeah. my eyes are not tricking me. So uh-uh. it's kind of a fun little thing. And Hardy's, if you've not seen Sign to Seal Delivered, may we put a plug in for that? Go watch <laughs> it. It's on Hallmark Movies now. And you have to hunt for everything in order. But this guy appears in episode, actually, I think it's episode eight or nine. It's called The Treasure Box. Yes. And his character is completely opposite of Joe. Um, because he plays a very aloof male. <laughs> we'll put very it fun. That we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All righty, Hardies. We hope you've enjoyed our recap today, and we hope that you've bared with our gushing. And we and look- you're still listening. <laughs> yes, way to go, way to go. What a champ. Um, and follow us on at Hardies Hotline on Instagram and Twitter. And we will be back next week. So we'll see you all then. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us on Hardy's Hotline. For more juicy details and to see what's coming up, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hardy's Hotline. And we drop an episode every Wednesday. So we'll see you then. Until next time.